0: Hello and welcome to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Hello and welcome to the race review of the British Grand Prix 2021. No matter if you're a Max Verstappen fan, a Lewis Hamilton fan, or any other Formula One supporter, this was the most dramatic weekend of the calendar so far. Obviously, we all know what happened. Lewis crashes into Max Verstappen, takes him out, however you want to put it. They come together at Stowe Corner and the whole F1 world goes crazy. Now, I was there for sprint qualifying and free practice too. It was my first F1 experience and my oh my, was it the best day of my life? Um, So I'm going to get straight into it with my three points for the weekend. Firstly, I'm going to give my judgment on the incident and also um, just a bit of background about um, what's been happening in the title fight recently. Secondly, um, I'm going to give um, my take on Charles Leclerc and Hamilton's strategy. Um, And then thirdly... I'm going to talk about um, what I thought of sprint qualifying, especially being a fan there. And uh, obviously the main reason why the FIA and F1 have brought this into effect is so that qualifying and Saturday and as a result Friday, because qualifying is in the evening then, um, is a more um, enjoyable and exciting experience for the fans to be there. Um, And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, it was. Right. So here's the big one. Here's the one that everyone was anticipating. Zach Brown, Christian Horner, Nico Rosberg, all of the pundits and everyone involved in the sport was saying that at some point they were going to come together. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen have crashed. And I've watched it many times or looked of a lot of opinions and my take on it is this it was not a racing incident it was hamilton's fault if you look at um basically hamilton gets a slingshot out of um Brooklyn's and luffield which is where i was sitting so i could see him chasing him down just down the pit uh, the old start finish straight um He gets a massive slingshot down that straight. He goes for the inside because Max tries to cover it off, but he squeezes through on the inside. When they're coming up to the corner, they are pretty much wheel to wheel. Max has a bit of his front wing ahead, but they are a lot closer than even uh, Lewis's move on Charles Leclerc later in the race. And when they get to the apex, however... Lewis is a lot further back, yes, Max moves across to try and take the racing line, and I don't think he can do that, because Lewis is alongside Fully when they get to the corner, so you can't just chop him off, but Lewis, he keeps his foot in, which obviously you do at Stowe Corner, but because he's on the inside, the corner is a lot tighter for him. And if you follow his racing line, as Red Bull did when they tried to appeal the results later, um, he is not making the apex. And as a result, even if Max um, cuts across, Max is going to hit the apex later than usual. So the only reason he gets tagged earlier in the corner... ...is because Lewis is drifting wide. So it is a penalty. A lot of people who have been saying... ...mainly Max fans to be honest... ...that it should have been a stop-go penalty. I don't think it should have been. He's gone for an overtake... ...at the la- pretty much the last opportunity he can... ...in, in the lap. After that, Maggots, Beckett's ...and Chapel Corner... ...you can't get past... ...because it's high-speed corners... ...and there's just too much dirty air... As a result of that, you're too far away to dive up the inside or go around the outside at club, and the veil chicane, you're just too far away as a result of all of the preceding corners. So this is his last opportunity. Now, if I was him, I would have gone for it, but I don't think it's a stop-go penalty. Yes, Verstappen is out of the race, and yes, Lewis comes back to win, but... That's not down to him. The stewards can't take that into account. They can't look at hindsight anymore. And that's that's why I have a problem with Red Bull saying it should have been a, a stop-go penalty after it's happened. Because they already know Lewis has won. They have no idea what's going to happen they've got a red flag, Lewis has got damage, he's not leading the race, Leclerc is, and by the way, Leclerc does a fantastic job keeping Lewis behind when they're both on the same set of tyres on the opening stint, and Bottas and people like that, they should have got closer to Leclerc, but both of Bottas's starts, he got jumped by um, Leclerc at the first one, and he got jumped by Lando at the second. Lando was incredibly unlucky. If he had had a better stop, then he would have been competing for a podium because he would have, he he had great pace. Um, but that's my verdict. I agree with what the stewards said. I don't think it's a racing incident. I don't think it's a stop-go penalty. So now we come to midway through the race, after the red flag, after the incident with uh temperatures still high and Mercedes make the call to do the double stop now it war- it turned out to be the better strategy the reason for that i think is well last year we had two races one of which there was loads of tire delaminations so there was three in the last lap now Obviously, it was very, very hot when I was there. It was above 30 degrees and the track temperature was very, very high. That means obviously the tyres are degrading faster and although there weren't any tyre delaminations because Pirelli specifically increased tyre pressures so that there wouldn't be any delaminations like last year because after Baku they can't afford another mishap like that where the tyres go wrong. Ferrari did what they should have done. They shouldn't... If you're in the lead, you're ahead of Lewis Hamilton, and he's fading, and Charles Leclerc's pace is as good as his, then you can't pit again. Verstappen did it in France, where he was winning, but that's slightly different, because Verstappen and um, Red Bull had been the faster of the two for the whole weekend... Leclerc and Ferrari were battling with McLaren in the practices, and obviously after Carlos Sainz um, went down to P18 in uh, in the sprint qualifying, in terms of team results, they were doing pretty poorly, although he recovered to P10. So you can't really say that um, Leclerc should have pitted again because you don't know what the underlying pace of Lewis Hamilton's is when he was in clear air. You saw as soon as he got out the pits he was banging in fastest lap every single lap. So you can't say that um Leclerc should have pitted again or anticipated Hamilton's because at the end of the day Hamilton's a tire king. He could have just been saving his tires and then just gone at the end because Ferrari have struggled throughout the season although they've worked on it since France on their tyre degradation, especially with the higher temperatures, it had to have been a factor, so Leclerc did the right thing and Hamilton just did too much uh, for the Ferrari um, pace uh, in clear air when he got out of the pits, now the third and final point uh, about the weekend is about sprint qualifying, now I was there, I booked the tickets before I knew sprint qualifying was going to happen or before it was even announced that it was a thing. So I was incredibly lucky and as my first experience of F1, I'm pretty amazed that I could witness a part of F1 history. Um and it was incredibly exciting. I was at as I've said before, I was at um sort of the middle part of Loughfield. You come down um after you have the first corners, Abbey, uh, and, and the loop, you come down uh, the Hangar Straight. you swing it left for Brooklands, then you have a long right-hander, and then you're going on to the Old Pit Strait where, um, and on to Stowe, where the incident happened. Um, but sprint qualifying was amazing. Obviously, it was incident-packed. I think it would be more incident-packed at a place like Monza. Because in the first corner especially, it's a more heavy braking zone. So you've got more of a, of a chance of crash at the first corner, which is more dramatic. And obviously there wasn't a crash in in the entire thing. Although it was incredibly dramatic with Perez having his spin and dropping down the retiring. And also um, George Russell and uh, Carlos Sainz uh, banging wheels and Sainz going wide, which I was actually, um, I could see for because that was... That was at Luffield. So overall, it was a brilliant uh, brilliant spectacle. And along with other drivers, Lewis Hamilton has been pushing for different formats throughout his Formula 1 career. I think what will work really well is having a generic um, qualifying uh, system for some circuits. Sprint qualifying for others where it's easier to overtake. So, the, for example, the first corner at Monza. I think it will become easier to do uh, sprint qualifying next year when the cars can follow easier and you can overtake at medium speed corners instead of being left behind. Um and also um one shot qualifying. I really want to see one shot qualifying in Monaco where the cars go out individually The Haas cars can go out 10th and 20th so they have the, be- the like the the best advantage in terms of the uh, the the track. Um, evolvement um, and evolution throughout the session uh, so that the the times are a lot closer. Um, And you can focus on everyone's lap because uh, commonly they just focus on the front runners and you don't get to see some of the upsets that might happen. So that's my idea anyway. My driver of the weekend, um, because it, it involved qualifying and sprint qualifying as well, um, and also, my uh, team on top is um, is Lando Norris. Sorry, Charles Leclerc. Lando Norris would win it for me, but he didn't get that podium with that slow stop. It hindered him, and he was behind Bottas, so he couldn't. He wouldn't then get past. But if he had, if he had uh, not had a slow stop, then he would, arguably, I'd say, go, get a podium, and that would have been my drive of the day. But Charles Leclerc, to hold off Lewis Hamilton, who was absolutely charging um, in the first stint, and actually extend it and put it in fastest laps, was just an incredible performance. And I think Ferrari's pace was um a lot improved uh from earlier earlier points in the season um he qualified in p four in normal qualifying and in sprint qualifying he maintained uh that that position i was only three and a half seconds off Valtteri bottas by the end. And obviously having more dirtier than the fin because Hamilton and Verstappen pulled away. So overall, a really, really strong performance uh, from the Monagas driver. And I'd have to say as well, uh, Carlos Sainz. Because uh, that and that makes up my team on top, which is Ferrari. A huge points haul. 18 points, obviously, for Charles Leclerc's uh, second place. And Carlos Sainz in... Uh, in 6th, achieving 8 points I, it's difficult for me because science did extraordinarily well uh, to recover from 18th into 10th in the sprint qualifying, just fantastic, but also he had a 10 second stop in the race he, if he um, he pitted one lap before Daniel Ricciardo if he had got that undercut then he would have uh, he would have been chasing down Lando Norris for fourth and Valtteri Bottas for third. I don't think he would have got there because he got held up behind uh, Danny Ricciardo, who had a great weekend, his first top five appearance for uh, McLaren. But science, if he hadn't have had that slow stop, he would have been fighting for a podium. I think he would he might have caught them up because. That one lap where Daniel Ricciardo was in the pits and he'd come out on fresh tyres, he w- he got a fastest lap by half a second. I know it's I know um, that's contributed to obviously by the fresh rubber, but Lewis Hamilton's fastest lap, which he took it off, which he took a fastest lap off him. Was achieved in the third lap of the race, so he still had really fresh rubber. So just a an incredible performance by uh, by the Spaniard, um, but just an unbelievable weekend. I mean, the most dramatic we've seen this week um, this whole season, uh, and it sets up for a really nasty finish to the um, to the first half of the season before the summer break. And if we have another incident-packed Hungarian Grand Prix. When they come back for Spa, the tension is going to be sky high. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you for the Hungarian Grand Prix, the final race review before the summer break.